and give it I think it's game time, baby. I it's think it's game, game time. time. I think it's game time. Let's do it like this. Yeah. Check it. Let's go, baby. Huh. Can I get a moment of your time? Smoke a little. Uh, life's a game of chess. Woo. Drugs, guns, who has got me on the run? Yeah. Let me shine a little light. Can I get a moment of your time? Smoke a little. Uh, life's a game of chess. Drugs, guns, who has got me on the run? Let me shine a little light. I grew up on the 50s. Yeah. I love my whole city. Got the little ones with me. I ain't going back to prison. House with a yard. I get my own unlocks. I walk my own yard. Yeah. I'm Figaro a filthy. Where I come from, dog, everybody's filthy. Get your hands dirty with them concrete burpees. Beer runs and licks. My heart was made, dog, with every single brick. Legend in my own. I get my little shine. Got a house stone. I see a hater smiling. Broke with a <laughs> Check one, check two. Is everybody in? Yes, sir. It's everybody motherfucking tapped in. Welcome to motherfucking Hoodstocks on a Sunday, baby. On a motherfucking Sunday. Not your average Sunday either. Not 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 around East LA. Uh-uh. Today's podcast is brought to you by Dent Low Tattoos Arts. You got a bad tattoo? Homie will cover it up or give that tattoo a facelift. Dent Low Tattoo Arts. Holler at the homie on Instagram. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Wavy Bar. If you would like to learn how this particular chocolate bar can help improve your mental health, check them out on IG and TikTok. Wavy underscore bar. All right. Before I start, I want to say this, baby. I want to say this. God is good. God is good. You know I mean, matter of fact, can I get an amen? amen. Can I get an amen? amen. God is good. God is good, baby. This is a testament. You do right. The universe will reward you, my G's. The universe will reward you. Get the hate out your heart, my boy. You know what I mean? Together, teamwork, make the dream work. Stop the nonsense. That's all I'm going to say on that. Now, let's go. Today's guest is an eight-time NBA All-Star, three-time NBA Defensive Player of the Year, five-time NBA rebounding leader, two-time NBA lead, blocks leader, Olympic gold medalist, NBA slam dunk champion. Do I got to keep on? going Los Angeles Lakers champion December 8th 1985 God made man but not your ordinary man he made Superman yes sir everybody get off those leash sofas you know damn well you ain't gonna finish paying off slap the stretch marks off your baby mama's face and give it up for Dwight motherfucking Howard let's go let's go How you doing, baby? I'm doing amazing, man. Thank you for having me on here, man. I appreciate you. Brother, man, shit. Thank you, bro. Yes, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, just having you on right here, bro, uh, it gives dude, a lot of dudes hope, bro. It gives a lot of underdogs hope. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is an underdog podcast, bro. You know what I mean? And uh, some of us have some fucked up cards that we are dealt in life, bro. You know? Including myself. But this is a testament, dog. Yes, yes, Having yes. you sit across from me, greatness, my G. One of the greatest, the boogeyman in the motherfucking paint, bro. You know what I mean? When you healthy, homie, you ain't to be fucked with, dog. Yes, sir. But this is a testament, dog. This is a testament, dog, that Anything can, is possible. Anything's possible, dog. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, hold on real quick, bro. Check it out, dog. You know when you come to you come to the turf, baby, we bearing <laughs> gifts, dog. Oh, man. We bearing gifts. Ooh, That's my boy Ed Cal One right there, dog. Yeah. Wow. We bearing gifts around this camp, wow. doggy. 
We want to. You know, I mean, when you come to the hood, you got to have a fresh pair of chucks, doggy. You, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, we ain't gonna give Thank you no. You. We ain't gonna give you no Crocs, dog. Know what I mean? These are fire. <laughs> man, these are fire. This is a no Crocs flex zone right here, dog. Thank you, man. Oh man. You like those, doggy? I love them. I love them, man. I actually, I love Converse. I love chucks. These is fire. They're a little hard on the feet, but they okay. Nah, it's they cool. old school. I used to play with these. That's I used crazy. to play basketball with chucks on. That's crazy. Yeah. So this is. Thank you, man. Absolutely, brother. Here, let me get him back in. All, Thank yeah. you. Here. Here. <laughs> no, I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna put him in the box. I'm gonna put him in the box. I'm helping the homie out. Hold on, hold on. And also too, dog. Also too, brother. Got, oh man. We got you the skateboard, dog. Cause this is the streets, dog. We got skaters. We got gangsters. Yeah, somebody gotta teach me how to skate, though. I need a longboard. Yeah, yeah, somebody, no, absolutely. This is fire. Thank yeah. you. That's from the homie Ed Cal One Two. We, bro, we got you a whole table. I appreciate Hudstock's gear, dog. I mean, we want you to. Uh, I'm Walk definitely going to rock bitch. all this stuff. I promise you. Absolutely, baby. Thank you so I mean, much. we appreciate you. And we just we wow. wanted to show you love, dog. You know what I mean? Wow. We wanted to give it in return. A little something, you know? Wow. Absolutely, dog. So how you doing? I'm doing amazing, man. I'm blessed to see another day. I'm happy to be alive. Yeah, I mean you're happy to be alive. Amen. I mean, you're a real uh very religious person, right? I'm very spiritual. Um, I love the most high. Um, this is where all my gifts, my energy, everything comes from. So I always make sure that the first thing I do every day before I go to bed is give thanks. You know, just to be thankful for for life. You know, you talked about when we first got on the show, you know, about the cars that we've been dealt. My mom lost seven kids. So I was supposed to be number eight, the eighth kid to be dead. And I was two months premature. And I could have been one of those seven kids that died. but the reason why I was here. So I had those cards, but I chose to stay locked in, do what I had to do to make it here. And uh, so I'm blessed, you know? So every day I wake up, I'm like, man, I could have been one of those children that didn't make it. If I'm out of line for asking this, bro, everybody's mm -hmm. thinking right now. And if you don't mind, I mean, I mean, how did moms lose seven kids, bro? Oh uh, man, she lost some in the toilet. Um, some went, uh, made it for about I would say two, three days to where they had life and then they just died. And uh, for me, I had to stay, my mom had to stay in the bed, you know, for the last two months, even though I was two months premature. She had to stay in bed for two months to make sure that I wasn't one of the ones that died as well. So it was very tough. Wow. Yeah. That's, wow, that's, yeah. that's powerful, bro. It's crazy, you know, so she calls me her little miracle baby, you know, to this day. Hey, yeah. look at you, baby. Yeah. Look at you, dog. <laughs> Making mom proud on every level. Yeah, she just got here today, last night, and so she never want to be without me. It's crazy. It's salute, crazy. salute to mom. Love you, mom. Love you, mom. Yeah, absolutely. Um, wow, that's 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 very very for for a woman to have to go through that. You yeah, know, that's very tough. That's, seven seven kids. Yeah, you know, especially for a woman, you know, having to deal with you know getting off the toilet, and seeing a child. A baby in the toilet, you're thinking you're using the bathroom. You know, that's, I don't know how she dealt with it. How long have you known this for, bro? Have you known this as a child? Yeah, my dad used to tell me this all the time. What kind you of know? pressure does that put on you, bro? None. None? It Not didn't put any pressure on you? Like, no. whoa, I gotta, I gotta be the best son because no, I'm the only son I that just, made it. I just knew that I, I had a purpose. You know, there's a reason why I'm here. And, you know, every day I just think about that, you know, throughout all the trials and things that happen. It's a reason why I'm here. So instead of me, you know, allowing, you know, any negativity, anything to, you know, bring me down, you know, I just know that it's a reason. 
It's a purpose for me on this earth. You're doing it for your brothers and sisters too. Oh, yeah. Only moms, bro. And one day you'll meet them all too. They here with me right now. Yeah. They here with me right now in spirit. Everywhere I go. That's amazing, bro. That's amazing, bro. I love that, dog. I love that. Um, you just finishing off your preseason. You're getting ready. I mean, this is a weird transition to go from that to this, but yeah. Um, you finish. You guys finished preseason. You're, you're taking on the Warriors uh, mm -hmm. this Tuesday. I'm ready. You ready, huh? I'm ready. I've been ready since last year when our season ended when I was in Philly, and uh, I started working out as soon as the season ended. Started doing three a days. You know, ready every day. I said, you know, whatever happens next year, we're going to get back to that trophy. We're going to get back. I started doing three a days, get my mind right, got my body right, and I'm locked and loaded. Whatever the team is needed, I'm ready to do it. You know, I'm ready. And and you know what, bro? It's, it's <clears throat> I mean, you're, you're not a reborn Christian. You're a reborn Laker, bro. You know what I mean? And, and I mean that in kind of a comedic type of way, bro, but – you can't, it seems like, bro, I mean, you've been through so much, so many injuries, bro. Mm -hmm. So many different, you know, trials and tribulations you had to deal with along the way to get to your first championship, bro. But it seemed like since you came back to the Lakers, bro, it's just like, I don't know if I'm tripping, my G, but you just seem like a different Dwight Howard. Like, your spirit is, is and you, you, your energy, bro, is just fucking, like, it's, it's crazy, bro. It's on a whole nother level, dog. Well, I would say it's just um, the... The Dwight inside of me woke up. Yeah. So that's what it was, you know. Um, and it takes stuff to go. It's it's always a period of you know growth and learning. And it's it's time where that that butterfly comes from that cocoon and it's it's there like everybody got to see now, you know. So it's it's been a long journey, but I'm happy everything happened the way it happened. You know, I don't I don't regret anything that has happened. Um, I look at every Every lesson is something that, you know, is a blessing. You know, the good, the bad, the bad times, you know. I know there's a lot of fans from L.A. who hated me because, you know, the, me and Kobe and all that, they thought that it wasn't going to work out and, you know, we hated each other and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, I said, you know what, it's never personal with the fans here. I've always loved being in L.A., just playing here, you know, even when I was on other teams. You know, I love coming here and playing. Everybody, every time I come here, my team is like, bro, every time we go to L.A., bro, all over your face, you just, you just glowing. Bro. You need to be in L.A. You need to play for the Lakers. It's every team I done been on, you know, but it's like you know, this city, you know what I'm saying? It just bring out the best. So I'm all, like, I'm, all, I'm ready to work. I'm so energized. My team may say, bro, how you got so much energy all the time, all day, every day? You just hype. And I'm like, man, sh I don't know what it is, but – I just want to win. I know how I feel to win, and I know what, what it feels like to bring people together. You know what I'm saying? And that's like my biggest thing, you know, bringing all of us together. You know, I got a shirt that says I want a parade, and uh, just all I've been thinking about is just, get and I've been parade, seeing it. Man. I've been seeing it in my head every day, like what will happen, you know, winning, how it could bring people together. You know, I don't see it as just holding up a trophy and having a banner, you know, in the stadium that looks good, but it's going to get old one day. But those, those memories and those yeah. things that can bring people together, that's going to last longer than, than you know, anything else. It's generations, you know what I'm saying? So that's how I look at it. Absolutely, dog. You know what? I, when, they, when they traded you to Philly, bro, I was like, fuck you doing? Fuck yeah, you doing? I was, I was pissed off. I'm not going to lie to you. I was, I was super hurt. You were pissed off. We were all pissed I was, off, bro. I was hurt. I was pissed. 
Um, you the but, reason why we got that shit, bro. You're all up in the paint with that one uh, tall white dude. Jokovic, what the fuck's that dude's name? Uh, Joker. Yeah, Joker, bro. You were giving that dude, you know what I mean? He didn't want none of you, bro. No, I, I literally was trying to play mind games with him. You know, we, we played in the bubble, so all of us stayed in the same hotel. And every day I would mess with him. I would go in his, I would go where they would eat at, and I would go sit. Hey, what's up, Joker? How you doing, man? And I'd go mess with the whole team. But it wasn't nothing bad. I just wanted them to know I was going to be there. Yeah. When the game time come, I'm going to be right in your face. You know, I there's mean, no fear coming out of me. I mean, every time I see him, I'd probably walk out, dog, and let my towel drop and let him see my dick, dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he'd be just like, oh, man, I can't see that dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know, really getting his head. You know what I mean? You know, your tall ass, you got a little butt in ass dick, dog. You know what I mean? Just like, come on, homie. You don't want none of this, dog. Oh, man. You know what, bro? Uh, so it seems like, and I said this on a post recently, and, and I thought of the post randomly, dog. You know what I mean? But I said, man, the Los Angeles Lakers are the, are the death row of the NBA, bro. I mean, is LeBron James uh, the Suge Knight of the NBA, bro? I mean, did he reach out to you, bro? Who Jared Dudley actually was the one. He reached out to me first, and he was like, man, the guys want you back. And I said, well, shit, I ain't never wanted to leave, but let's go. I'm ready to rock and roll right now. If we had to play right now, I'm ready. And this was way in the summer. I was ready to go. I said, man, let's, put, let's, let's go, man. I want another one. I want to win. And we here now. We, got, we locked and loaded. You know, everybody's locked in. Um, today especially, man, we had a great practice. You had, um, you had practice today? We had practice today. And what time, I was, what, what I time was, was practice? I was on one yeah. today in practice. Like, I was really on one today. I seen you Thursday night, bro. Thursday night you were on when you did that old school matumbo motherfucking. Oh, that was, uh, uh. I wasn't on then. Oh, no? Today I was on Ooh. one. And so, hey. like, me, Rondo, all the young fellas that, you know, that was on our team, we were just hyped because we understand what our purpose is, you know, that every time we step on the court, we got to bring it. We got to bring the energy. We know these guys are going to have so much attention on them. And I don't care about that. I don't care about who scores, you know, who gets the accolades and the glory. Because at the end of the day, we holding up that trophy. That's that's the best feeling ever. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, iron sharpens iron, bro. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's yeah. that, man. Yeah. That, bro, that must be amazing, man. I wish I could just be there on a practice and see you, you probably, guys just you go You be like, man, these niggas is crazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> they taking it serious, huh? Like, they talking shit just, and everything. We huh? talking shit. We in each other's face, you know, and I'm the culprit. You know, I'm like the one who started. The I'm, the, I'm the pistol starter. I'm the one that get everybody going. You know, I'm hitting folks on the low. Yeah, what's up? I'm going crazy. But everybody know that that's just how passionate I am about wanting to win this trophy. You know, it doesn't, when we in practice, when we in that war room, the name don't even matter. My name don't matter. It's, it's about the Lakers, you know what I'm saying? So that's how we look at it. When we get in that, when we get in that battlefield, I got to have, I got to go before my teammates and, and lead the way with, with my energy and my effort. And that's how I look at it every day. Absolutely. You know what? I was going to ask you that too, bro. You know what I mean? Because, bro, you always get in, I mean, you got like, you get fined for technical fouls, man. Oh, yeah. you, you a problem out there, bro. You don't give a fuck, dog. You know what I mean? You doing your thing, dog. And I never get a text. Like, I got a techno in Golden State. It'd be crazy. I got a tech for talking to the crowd. What were you telling them? I was just saying, yo, Steph walked on that play. Y'all didn't see that? <laughs> technical foul. I, I mean, said, yo, this is crazy. But it's cool. I said, you know what? I got six fouls to give. I'm going to go out there and play hard every possession, no matter how long I'm on the floor. Because, one, I've been playing for 18 years. Never know when it's going to end. You know what I'm saying? There's somebody watching. 
somebody that need to be inspired every day. If it's my teammate, if it's a fan, whoever. So why would I why would I not go hard? It's the only chance I got. You know, everything that you do in life, I feel like you gotta do it with the best of your ability because it's it. It's all it's the only chance you will ever have. You know, you can't get that day back, you can't get that moment back, you can't get that possession back. So if you out there playing around, anything can happen. So when I'm out there, it might look like I'm smiling and doing all that, but I'm on go <laughs> at all times. I love that, bro, and that shit's infectious, bro. I mean, that shit bleeds through the fucking TV, bro. You know what I mean? Like when we're watching, bro, and we're seeing that big old smile and you just, you doing your thing, bro. Like that shit just trickles over the frequencies, the airwaves, dog. Comes into our living room or, or if we're in a bar, if we're in a backyard boogie, baby. You know what I mean? Doing yes, our thing sir. with the carne asada and all that shit, dog. You know what I mean? Like, bro, we see with a big old smile and that shit is just amazing, bro. I, I, Appreciate I, it. Bro, <laughs> um, at one point, though, before we, we channeled the inner Dwight, mm -hmm. right? I mean... Let's be real, bro. I mean, you were suffering a lot of injuries and shit, dog. And, and they counted you out. It seemed like they were counting you out, my boy. Well, you know, it was fine. You know, I never let that stop me, you know. I don't think if you've never had back surgery, have ever had real back pain, you will never understand what it feels like to go through that. And I had two herniated discs. The first time, well, the second, well, the first time I played for the Lakers, um, they took about that much of my, in my back. I can show you pictures. You'll be like, how did, how did you come back? I was supposed to miss a whole year of basketball, but I came back in four months, and I played that whole season. I ended up tearing my labrum in my shoulder. You tear your labrum, you're not supposed to play. So every time somebody just did like that, it felt like somebody took a shotgun and blew my shoulder. Wow. And it was like, nah, he's soft, he's weak. No, sir, that's a lot of pain. But instead of me complaining, instead of me you know, bitching about it, I just got in the gym. I kept working, I kept pushing myself because I was like, nah, this is not it. I'm not gonna fall, I'm not gonna fail. I hurt my back again the next time I came to, before I came to LA, I played for Washington Wizards. Same type of thing I had going, I had, it took out this much of my back. And before that, I couldn't sit down for more than 10 seconds on the planes. They had to have a special bed for me because I couldn't sit in the seats or lay down in the seats. On the bus rides to the games and to city to city, I had to stand up in the front by the bus driver the whole ride. I could never sit down. The pain was so bad, I ain't want to be alive. I wanted, to, I wanted to off myself. It really hurt. I had to eat laying down. It was the worst pain I had in my life. And I was like, you know what? I got to get this surgery. After I got the surgery, Went back to Atlanta, I met this doctor, his name is Dr. Gibson. Changed my whole life, how I eat, how I think. You know, he changed my, my view of Christianity and God and all that, and he got me right. And so now this year, you know, I didn't have no back surgery. I feel amazing. And I'm, my teammates are like, bro, did you get more athletic? Like, <laughs> how you still strong? How you, you look young, you look younger than everybody. You're healthy. And I'm like, man, it's, it's just my belief. You know, it's all in my mind first. You know, I never let, you know, whatever anybody says to me, you know, stop me from reaching my goals. You know, since I was little, I've been told that I wasn't gonna make it. I wasn't gonna be successful. I wasn't gonna have nothing in my life. And I was like, nah, I'm gonna change that and I'm gonna show I'm gonna prove to myself that I can do it. <laughs> you know, bro. Um, so, guys, guys around here, sometimes these neighborhoods, these parts of town, you know what I mean? Uh, 
Um, you know, sometimes we, we root for the underdog, bro. You know, and, um, bro, I, I've been rooting for you, bro. Your, your comeback story is amazing, bro. The new Dwight. I mean, yeah, you, you, the healthy Dwight, the inner Dwight, bro. I mean, your story, bro, is amazing, bro. Like, the way you were able, like, they were chalking you up, bro. I mean, Stephen A. Smith, bro, mm -hmm. was on your motherfucking bumper with all kinds of fucking garbage. I mean, I heard uh, Kwame <laughs> Brown want to invite him over for some of his mama's cooking. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's something else, right? You I, know what I mean? just saw Stephen A. Smith the other day. You know what he said? Hey, hey, Dwight, how you get your body like that, man? What can I do? And you know, all fuck that up. trash talk he was doing, instead of me saying that, I said, you know what? This is what I did, and this is what you can. This is what you can do to help yourself. I never looked at that stuff, and you know, when in my personal time, when I'm at home and I'm by myself or with my friends, you know, I might say, "Man, forget them dudes, man." But publicly, I was like, "You know, I'm never gonna bash any one of these people because they got family, they got friends, they got people who look up to them as well." So I never believed in that, you know spreading anything bad about other people as much as people have said bad things about other players or other people I was like, I'm not going to do that that's not going to come out my mouth I would not ever get on TV or in the media and talk bad about anybody even though I might have my own thoughts about how I feel about them personally when it comes to saying it out loud I won't do that because I feel like that's going to bring more bad energy and we don't need that. You know, I'm always about spreading positivity and good vibes and just spreading love. So when I saw him, I wanted to punch him. I'm like, bro, hey, he doing a lot of talking. He just don't know what it take. And then on the other end, I'm like, you know what? He just ignorant with some of these things. And ignorance to me is like somebody just don't know. Instead of, instead of just saying somebody ignorant like stupid, it's just they just don't know. Yeah. So instead of just being upset and, and building more negative energy. Cause I hear everything, you know, that Stephen A. Smith has said, you know, about me, about a lot of my teammates and, and about a lot of these people in the NBA and different sports arenas. And it's like, I have a choice to either join in on the negativity yeah. or be positive and push, push a whole nother narrative. Absolutely, bro, absolutely. And you know, from here on out, because of Dwight Howard, if we never had any gunplay or any real physical alter alterations, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, I forgive you guys, all right? I forgive <laughs> you. We were talking smack and all this stupid ass shit, bro. No, what I, I learned too you. is this. You don't forgive people. Okay, you I don't forgive, forgive you. You forgive yourself. You forgive yourself. For having see, those ugly thoughts in my head? See, energy never dies. It only changes forms. So, for example, if I cock my fist up and punched you, would you forgive me? No. You know why? Because I actually tried to punch you. Yeah. So my intent was to hurt you. So you don't forgive somebody for trying to do something bad to you. You forgive yourself for allowing them to even get to that place. And that's how I look at it. You know, energy never dies. It just changes form. So always forgive yourself for allowing whoever that person was to enter in your space and try to change that your, your energy field. Because we always got to stay on a higher vibration. You got to keep them people all the way out. Yeah. Nowhere near. Nowhere near. Nowhere near. Nowhere near. Forgive yourself for allowing them to be in your space, in your energy field. Absolutely, And bro. it's going to make it a whole lot better. I mean, that's some of the best advice, advice that I've ever been, ever been told in my life, bro. So thank you, brother, for no, that. You're welcome. And I'm going to utilize that, too. Um, kind of like a, not fun fact, but in 2004, when you are being drafted in the NBA as the number one pick in the nation, 
I was in the penitentiary reading about it. Oh, that's crazy. Not in a million years, bro, would I have ever thought that our paths would cross. <laughs> that's crazy. <Woo! laughs> that's crazy. 2004. Yeah. Wow. I was in the penitentiary, dog, and, and you know, uh, I was reading about it, bro. You know what I mean? It was a buzz, bro. You know what I mean? Uh, and the pen, dog, you know, the, the fellas, the guys. It's like one big locker room, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and, um, you know, everybody was talking about you, bro. Man, that's love, man. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, no, nah, but I appreciate I, it, that. Yeah, no, absolutely, bro. But the trip about it is that not in a million years, bro, that I'd ever thought that, you know, that we'd, <laughs> we'd be doing this right here, See, bro. You was, know? It was supposed to happen. You know, a lot of people say it's a reason for everything, but, you know, I believe that everything happens the way that it's supposed to happen. Absolutely. You know, so this moment was supposed to happen. We just didn't know it at that time, but this moment was already destined, it was already written that this moment was going to happen. We just now getting the opportunity to experience it. Damn, it's bro. amazing. We need to hang out with each other more often, bro. You know what I mean? If you want to invite me for Thanksgiving, dog, you know what I mean? I probably won't say no, dog. You know what I mean? You know, bro, this shit is infectious and the shit. When you're telling me this shit, bro, it's stuff that I need to hear, brother. I need to hear because this is on this. This frequency is on a it's on a high range right now, bro. And, you know, we don't always uh, some of us don't always get it all the time. We try to mm -hmm. give it to each other in this circle right here, dog. And this circle gentlemen right here is nothing but entrepreneurs, bro. A lot of very ambitious dudes that are right here, bro. And, um, you know, we try to, we try to, you know, give each other the best we can, bro, because, you know, we got to uplift each other, bro. You know what I mean? You know how they say, bro, you lay with the dogs, you don't get fleas, dog. You, yo, I ain't a crackhead, but I'm hanging around a bunch of fools that are smoking crack. You're going to eventually smoke that crack, dog. That you know what I mean? True. But you hang around greatness. You know what I mean? People that are striving for better. It's all about raising your vibration, you know. Vibration. Um, that's real. all it is, you know, is making sure that you stay elevated. You know, we all have a choice to either be with God or be with the devil. That's either having good energy or bad energy. You know what I'm saying? So we have a choice. When I'm coming up, when I'm getting ready to come unglued, I'm wound tight, bro. I'm, I'm getting ready to come unglued, bro. What do you recommend that I do, bro? I to mean, come unglued? Like, just when I'm stressed the fuck out, bro, you know what I mean? I'm, I mean, is there, is there, do you, do you meditate? What do you do, bro? Are you drinking a special tea, dogs? I need to uh -huh. buy that. Like, what is it, bro? <laughs> well, uh, man, you know, there's a lot of times where I go through a lot of things. Um, dealing, may, maybe dealing with, you know, kids, my kids' moms, uh, stress from basketball, you know, stress from the referees and how they be calling crazy stuff on me. And I'm like, man, why me? You know what I'm saying? But then I realize if I allow that bad energy to pull me down, then I, I lose in the end. You know, it's not those people. So I always try to keep my energy high. You know, I always never let nobody steal my joy. Nobody. But, so, so basically, what you do is smile. you just you don't you smile. You don't let them get inside. No, you don't let them get inside. You know, bro. I want to before real quick. I want to introduce you to Hoodstock's ball boy. This is Casey, bro. That's Hoodstock's ball boy right here. Come on, come on, give me yeah. some applause. Come on, come on. Now, 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 let me tell you this real quick, bro. Let, let me let me tell you this, bro. This is Hoodstock's ball boy, but there's not one football, one basketball, one baseball in here. You know what I mean? I'm just saying the dude likes balls, bro. Whoa. <laughs> this is Hoodstock's hairy ball boy. Wow. Ball boy. This is, this is... Bro, I, I I said, hey, bro, I'm having we're gonna have Dwight Howard come through and shit. I'm not gonna say what you what, said. What bro. did I say? You don't even deserve to talk to this dude, bro. I, he doesn't watch sports, bro. I mean, that's I do. Okay. I do. I mean, I do watch sports. Does that's he look okay. like he watches sports? That's okay. I'm, that's that's awesome because you know I, it's good. You know, a lot of people they kind of give us 
uh, a perception or they kind of view us based off what people might say of us, you know. So he has an opportunity, just like everybody else, to kind of make their own, you know, view of a person instead of what somebody else has said or somebody else's story. You know, it's just like nobody can tell your story better than you can. But somebody has tried to tell your story. You know, bro, I enjoy shitting on them, and you're fucking it up right now, bro. No, 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 no. Do I, I do when I'm having that. a bad day with my lady, bro, I take it out on him. Don't hey! do that. No, I'll just fuck with you, though. I do have a question for you, though. Is um, mm -hmm. How do you kill uh, your ego daily? Oh, man. Um, I put my ego in my back pocket. I know that, you know, whatever I do in my life, if I, if I lead with my ego, I'll never be successful. You know what I'm saying? And it's all about having a servant's attitude. You know, and you talked about being a Christian, you know. Um, Jesus, Yahshua was a king. He was a king. He had his own army. He had his own legion of, of angels. He didn't have to do anything. He could have just told them what to do. But instead, he served everyone. And by doing that, everyone loved him for it. You know what I'm saying? He died for all of us. And he didn't have to do that. <laughs> so, you know, if he could do it, why can't I do it? Why can't I die to myself every day, my flesh, or the things that I want? You know, so it's it's hard. It's the hardest thing to do, you know, especially playing basketball and playing for as long as I've been playing. You know, you look at the guys on the team, all of us have to die to our egos. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Ain't nothing worse than that little dick energy, right? <laughs> I'm off a pull up and got that little dick energy. Like, let me give this motherfucker Snickers, dog. It's, it, but you have to die to yourself. And I tell my son that, I tell uh, everyone, you know, die to yourself daily, you know what I'm saying? And that's anything that could stop you from being on that higher vibration. You know, as far as playing basketball for myself, I want the ball every play. I want to be the one shooting the fadeaways. You know, being, you know, doing that. Every player wants that, but it's a time and a place for it and it's a season for it. So I understand with this team, they need me to do a couple things and be great at it. So instead of allowing my ego to get in the way and say, no, nah, man, I want to be the man. I deserve this. I done did this. Look at my resume. That don't mean nothing. Your resume is crazy, too. It man. don't mean nothing, though. I mean, in the beginning, bro, I only said a couple things, but if you guys look up this dude's resume. It's a lot of stuff. I mean, Mr. Georgia right here, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's Fucking a lot like, of things. Damn, That's, you're right. But at the end of the day, what is that going to do for us winning this championship? Yeah, absolutely. So I have yeah. to do whatever is asked of me. You know what I'm saying? I I know a lot of things I can do. People say, why you practice on threes? Well, I can shoot. But coach <laughs> might not want me to shoot because he need me to rebound, he need me to get LeBron shots. He need me to get AD easy shots. He need to make sure, I need to make sure I get my guards open so they can come off and score. You know, I gotta do the dirty work. So instead of be pouting and being mad about it, I just die to myself. I still work on all that stuff every day, yeah. just in case they say, hey Dwight, it's your time. But it's, if it's not my time to do all that stuff, I'm fine with doing whatever they ask me to do. Play your role, no, baby. No, yeah. There's no problem with doing that. Yeah, play your role, baby. Yeah. Play your role. And that's what we all do right here, dog. We all playing our role and shit, bro. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wanted to ask you this, bro. Um, the passing of Kobe Bryant and Gigi, do you remember where you were at when I you remember this? exactly where I was. I think everybody does, but go um, ahead, bro. We were on the plane, and we had just played in Philly. LeBron had just broke Kobe's record. Uh, for scoring. So that night, um, 
me and a couple of my friends were in the in the hotel. We were just talking about, you know, how crazy it was that, you know, I played with Kobe and then here I am playing with somebody who broke his scoring record. Yeah. And I remember uh in the locker room looking at LeBron, um, and I was just like, Man, this man got all these points. I said, people don't understand how hard that is. And I was just looking at him. I had some tears in my eyes, and I was like, let me tell this man good job. And I was proud of him. I said, man, LeBron, I'm proud of you. Because it's hard to do that. It's hard to go out there in the NBA and score. People don't understand how hard it is to get five points in the NBA. You're playing against the best of the best of the best. Yeah. And this man got 23, 30, whatever it is, 30,000 points. That's a lot of damn points. That's fucking amazing. And so I told him that. And then the next day we were on the plane. Um, all of us had just got, we just got finished from a road trip, long road trip, so everybody's dog tired. And we have Wi-Fi on the plane. So I'm on the plane and I'm asleep and I have my music playing. I'm like, bro, who keep calling me and texting me? Damn, I'm pissed off because I'm, I'm trying to sleep. Yeah. So Charlie was calling me right over there. She was calling and texting me and she was like, bro, something, Kobe died. And I'm like, the hell? So I go on my Instagram and I see what happened. I'm like, nah, this ain't right. Now, mind you, everybody's on the plane sleep. It's ironic I was the only one awake, the first one to hear this news on the team. So I get up, I go to um, DeMarcus Cousins, and I'm like, bruh, read this. Kobe just died, bruh. And he like, he wake up, he look at it. It's like, no, man, this can't be right. So I said, bruh, Kobe died, bruh. And I started waking everybody else on the team up. Like, bruh, Kobe just died, bruh. What the hell going on? Go back in the back. I wake the trainers up. Man, y'all wake up, man. Kobe died. We couldn't believe it. Mind you, we still got four hours left on the plane. So... After I tell everybody, I go to the bathroom and I just start weeping. And it wasn't just because Kobe died, but his daughter. That's when it hit me, you know. And then I'm like, this man got other kids too. So I was like, bro, this is, this is a tough one. I sat there for about 30 minutes in the bathroom. And then I just cried my heart out. And I was... Yeah, my son, my son, my my son. Um, I got a twenty-one-year-old son, though, and he's like, "All right, he ignorance of him." We talked about ignorance earlier. Mm -hmm. He goes, huh? "All right, you know, all right." He, a basketball player passed, and I said, "Nah, stupid." I know this dude was a part of the family, you know. You know how many I'm watching this dude since he was. 17, 18 years old. He's been, mm -hmm. he's been with us in this, this living room. Not, maybe not this living room, but a lot of different living rooms, a lot yeah. of different cells and so we on and so up, forth, bro. We grew up with Kobe. We grew up with Kobe, bro. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, you know when he, he made, you know, when dudes are doing hard time, and I don't mean to bring that in the picture, but, you know, and you in that fucking day room watching that Laker game, mm -hmm. and he bring, he bring joy to the mm -hmm. dudes that are in the dirt. I mean, he brought joy to people out, I mean, all around the world, bro. Yeah, it was, you know, it, it was sick. And then when we landed and had a helicopter that was on top of the plane filming us, 
And I was like, man, this is crazy. A couple of days later, we had to sit down in the facility and they had like a brunch and they had everybody come in and like kind of talk about Kobe. And a lot of people didn't want to talk, but I was like, man, it was my teammate. You know what I'm saying? Not just my Olympic teammate, but he was my teammate for the Lakers. The only one on the team that was really with Kobe, you know what I'm saying? And we got some real personal stories. Nobody knows, just me and Kobe. And I remember they asked me to get up and talk about Kobe. And I was like, I got up and I said, man, I can't believe I'm talking about Kobe. I couldn't even stand up. I literally, my half of my body, my torso was just, I was just leaning over, boo-hoo crying. Cause I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, man, he, how? We looked at him like Batman. You know what I'm saying? Batman got all the gadgets, the gadgets. Yeah. Batman never die. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So just to just to fathom that, it was like, man, nah, he just and then it wasn't like he died, it was like he just vanished. Like he just disappeared. You know what I'm saying? So it just it it was just so crazy, man. And then for us as a team, every city we went to, it was like we didn't even get a chance to grieve properly because we had to play a game and everybody wanted to talk about it and keep talking about it. It was like, bro, like this is a lot. It's a lot, you know what I'm saying? So I would say after the bubble and stuff like that, that's when we got a chance to really kind of like really understand what really happened, you know? Cause at first it was such a, such of a shock and it was very traumatic, you know what I'm saying? Especially for people who played with him. You know what I'm saying? Just it's like one of your brothers, yeah. somebody you went to war with, somebody you battled with, somebody you might have cussed out, you fought with, but at the end of the day, you that's know what brother. I'm saying? That's your brother, you know that's what I'm saying? Brother, so it's like, man, dude, really, he gone. And then I got a chance to see his transition from like basketball mode to being a father, having a, being a basketball coach for women. You know, and that was a whole different side of seeing Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Because I saw him as the competitor, the competitive side, the teammate side, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, seeing that different light, it was crazy. And I actually, somebody sent me a video the other day. I'll show it to you. It's a video. The last time um, I was with Kobe, or the last time I saw him, he came to a game and uh, he popped me in the back of the head. <laughs> and then he gave me a hug and said, I'm proud of you. And it was just crazy. Let me see if I can find it. And somebody just sent me this video the other day and now we're talking about it. Um, but yeah, I saw him, he popped me in the back of the head. And uh, yeah, I'll never forget that day, man. I'll never forget Kobe. Uh, he was one of, my, one of my favorite people ever. Absolutely. Uh, RIP to Kobe, Gigi. Mm -hmm. Love, respect to the whole family. But yeah, that's. I see him. Okay, that's him right there. You see him right there? Yeah. It's, what does it do? It's loading right now. It's right? Loading. Oh, there you go. There you go, baby. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope, dope. That was the last time he was he was with us. Crazy. Yeah. Um. I mean, playing uh, alongside of two of the greatest. You know, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. I mean, what differences, similarities? 
It's, a, it's very different. You know, Kobe's, he's like a silent assassin. You know, he's more so into just like, okay, I'm so locked in, but this is just him. You know, LeBron's more of a like, he wants to have fun with the team. And, you know, when me and Kobe was together, he said, now, Dwight, listen, you the one, you bring everybody together. You know, we like good cop, bad cop, basically. Yeah. You no, know, I can't be no bad cop. <laughs> I smile too much and play too much. So yeah. that was my role to be the one to keep everybody lively and stuff like that. And he was the one to come bring in the rod, you know, the hammer, like uh, no bullshit, you know, but that was just who I was, you know, and people kind of thought that it was a misunderstanding, but you got to think you got an older Kobe and a young Dwight, you know what I'm saying? So, just two different mindsets. You know, it wasn't like we didn't want to win together, but we just had two different mindsets. And I'll never get even before he tore his Achilles, you know, um, or after he tore it, you know, at the hospital. I was the first one there trying to make sure he was okay. That's right, man. Drove down to his house, you know, just to make sure he was okay. You know, and those are stuff that I, you know, I didn't have to come out and say, like, man, I was, everybody keep talking about me and Kobe, but I was doing this. Cause there wasn't no need to, you know what I'm saying? Um, I wasn't trying to showboat our relationship, but it was more so I respected him because he came before me and I looked at it as my job to be the next, to carry on the torch of the Lakers tradition. tradition. And that's just hard work and championship attitude. And um, that's what he provided every day. You know what I'm saying? With the way he worked, the way he did everything. You know, he did it at such a high level. Even coming to the games, he came to the game with a helicopter. It's a <laughs> yeah. high level right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else driving to the game. <laughs> yeah. No, they talked about that. Yeah. They talked about yeah. that when he had the accident. They're like, well, this is how he, uh, he commutes. Yeah. Commutes from Orange County, his place in Orange mm -hmm. County. I mean, that's that's the best way to commute because the traffic, the traffic is ridiculous. Is ridiculous. Yeah, the traffic is mm -hmm. ridiculous. Now, LeBron James. LeBron is like, he's a different. He's he wants to. He likes to dance, have a good time, but he works. Yeah. He works his butt off. Yeah. You know, they just their personality is just different personalities. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I know you spoke on a little bit saying that you know he wants, you know, he's 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 more like, you know, he just me and him got the same type of you know. Per, we like to have fun. You know, we listen to the same type of music. Excuse me, we like to dance. We like to get everybody together. You know, that's me and that's, that's how LeBron is. You Taco know Tuesday. Yeah, he just want to have fun. <laughs> yeah. But he also is about his business. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So the areas that they have in common is when it's time to get down to business, you can count on both of them. Absolutely. To actually put in the work to try to get it. You know, LeBron has been to the finals nine times. <sighs> you know, people say, well, he hasn't won that many. But do you know how hard it is to win a game? Yeah. To win, to get to the finals is – Crazy. Most people have never even made it to the playoffs in the NBA, and they've been playing for a long time. So, let alone getting to the finals, that's an accomplishment in itself. And, you know, so we got to start. You know, like I told him, and I tell people, you know, tell people you appreciate them while they can hear it. You know, don't wait till they till, till they've already passed to tell them how you feel about them. Give them their flowers. You know, give them their flowers now. You know, that's the most important thing. You know, because we all came from. We all came from nothing, you know. No matter how you see us now, we didn't have all this growing up, you know. We all came from the struggle. We all came from, you know, having to get up every day and grind, 
you know what I'm saying, to get here. You know, everybody was dealt different cards, like you said um, earlier. And it's how you play those cards. You have a choice. You put that joker down, that ace down, <laughs> or you can hold it in your hand. You know what I'm saying? So he did good with what he's been given. Absolutely, absolutely. You talked about music. You and LeBron like the same music. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, old school hip-hop, new school hip-hop. What do you got on the tape deck? Uh, well, I kind of listen to some different type music. Now, I still listen to my little rap and stuff like that, but I listen to West African um, strings. So it's okay. kind of like, it's called Kora music, okay. K-O-R-A. So it's kind of like some meditative music, the music to keep you in a high vibration. I listen to it so much, it'd be hard for me to listen to rap sometimes and stuff like that. But when it's time to turn up before a game with my teammates, that's what I'll put on. Okay. You know, to get everybody going, get everybody going. But a lot of times I can't really listen to it because I might go out there and get a technical foul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I got to watch what I listen to. <laughs> turn you up too much. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you talked about uh, today in practice, bro. You know I mean? You fucking talking a gang of shit. I mean, would you be the biggest, the funniest or the biggest shit talker in the locker room right now? All of us talk shit. Yeah. But I yeah. am. I, I am. I like to just, I just like to get, you know, for me, um, our, our our motto this year is championship mindset. And I was telling, you know, a couple of my teammates today, like everything we do, we got to have that mindset. Every time we on the floor, every time we're in the weight room, in the locker room, it has to be championship mindset. And it's going to bleed off into our friends and our families and the people around us to where they're thinking like champions. And that's the whole, that's the mindset that you want to have. And that's why, you know, there's so many Laker fans, you know, because they had that, we want to win mindset, you know? So that's the mindset that I always try to bring. You know, we won, we got to move as one, we got to think as one, we got to act as one, and it got to be one goal, and that's the championship. And, you know, I've been on a lot of teams and everybody's mindset isn't on championship. You know, it's about how much can I get, you know, yeah. on my next, and I understand that too. What record, what record am I going to break yeah, this yeah, year? But see, at the <laughs> same time, I, I can understand why you know, these, you know, guys are saying that because they have to feed their families. Yeah. They have to provide and do things. So, of course, they want to get go get a big contract. Of course, they're going to play for money because they're trying to keep providing. You know what I'm saying? But for all of us, like we was talking about with our egos and stuff, it's only about championship. It's only about bringing people together. And that's, for me, that's better than any type of money. You know, bringing our people together, just making sure that we all are one. Preach. The money, the yeah. money is great. It's great to have, but favor is better. <laughs> yeah. Favor is way better than money. And I've always, I tell people that all the time, man, you got money, why don't you do that? I'm like, no, nah, I'd rather have favor. I'd rather be able to go overseas to China, something like that, where I don't even have to take out my wallet because they like, here, man, we're going to bless you with this food. We're going to bless you with these gifts. And that is, it's a whole lot better. It's a whole lot better. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, man, I'd like to be a fly on the wall in that fucking locker room. I mean, we got <laughs> we got Anthony Davis, we got LeBron James, we got uh, Dwight Carmelo. Howard, we got Carmelo, Rondo. we got Rondo, <laughs> we got Westbrook. I mean, yeah. bro, Dwight, speaking of Westbrook, you've been in the league for 18 years, mm -hmm. Manji. I mean, a lot of fashion statements have been made throughout yeah. your time, right? <laughs> um, would you consider this the what the fuck Actually, era of the fa era of fashion in no, the NBA right now. What I like is guys are are fearless. 
You know what I'm saying? I think people take it the wrong way, but it's like God say, hey, man, I'm going to dress how I want to dress. Now, sometimes people may take it too far for us, but that's just for them. You know what I'm saying? That's what they like to dress. That's how they like to be. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, for me, it's a no judgment zone. However you want to dress, whatever you want to put on, put it on. Hell, you the one got to wear it. It's what's in you, what's not on you. So if that's what's on you, yeah. if that's what's really in you to wear stuff like that and be like, I'm, I'm fly like this, yeah. then I'm with you all you, the way. You know what, Casey, I know he's embarrassed to ask this question, dog, but he he wanted me to ask this. Mm -hmm. He wanted to know if Westbrook was wearing any underwear underneath that dress. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I was not looking under his dress to see. I'm sorry, Casey. I got on him one day. I got on him one day about the dress because he tried to say something about my hair, but it was just a little... Quick joke, cause I got the purple hair, and I was like, "I know you ain't talking. You over here wearing mini skirts." <laughs> but it was just a little joke, you know what I'm saying? I don't, we really don't really, you know, with him, he he looked like it seemed like a little pit bull. Like you gotta watch what you say to him, bro. But like a short like fuse or something. Not like he's mean or anything, but you know what I'm saying? I like all of us have this dog mentality, and yeah. that's what I really like. When he get out on the court, you can see him. Like he's ready to go. All the time, and LeBron's the same way. Carmelo's the same way. Rondo, everybody like we got some real dogs on the team. Yeah, and, and you gotta you gotta watch. So I, I get it, bro. There's gotta be a respect level. So you mm -hmm. give him a little bit about the skirt, and then you leave it alone. You know what I mean? Yeah, just yeah. you know what I'm saying. You don't. For me, everybody know I'm a jokester. They yeah. know I'm a joke on everybody. I'm gonna have a good time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if one of my boys showed up in a dress, dog, they would they, they would hear it every single motherfucking day, every minute of the day. But then again, well, I ain't on your level, dog, so maybe, you know what I mean? Uh, 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 yeah, I get it, bro. Um, I know you're a married man. No, sir. No, you're not a married man. Mm -hmm. Single. Okay. I know no, you're sir. not a married man. No, sir. Single, 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 single. Okay, well, let me ask Real you this. Real single. Yeah, you know what I mean? Let me uh, go on the camera. It must, it, single. It must, have been, <laughs> it must have been one of your baby mamas that was in my DM then, bro. Oh, well, that's cool. She I said, Dwight, no, not time. like that. No, not like that. <laughs> not like that. She's like, Dwight's mine. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, wow. not like that, my boy. Um, <laughs> that got misinterpreted. Uh, sorry about that. Um, scale scale one to ten. How hot is Jeannie Bus? Jeannie might be watching, so I'm gonna give her a ten. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jeannie's great, man. Uh, she actually's great, man. Uh, she was just in the facility today. You know, she comes in. Uh, she's very diligent with her work. She's very into the team and what we're trying to accomplish. And I really appreciate it when it was. Uh, time for a free agency this year. She was the first one to call me. Her and Linda Rambis. I will always have love for them too. What does, um, she, what does she smell like? She, <laughs> <ever done>? <laughs> <laughs> she smells really well. She, she, uh, she smells like uh, you ever heard of Baccarat, the uh, uh, cologne perfume? No, but I've heard of, I've heard of Brute. Brute. <laughs> I don't know about Brute. Brute had you brutal. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I just fuck with you. Go ahead. Though. But you know she's really amazing, I'm man. I'm just fucking um, around, bro. All right, no, yeah. you, I already know. Yeah. But she, uh, she and Linda called me. You know, as soon as free agency started, and they told me that they wanted me back on the team. They missed me. They loved me. Yeah. They was upset about how the miscommunication was last year. And I said, you know what? That's over with. Yeah. We are in the present right now, and that's the only moment that matters. Yeah. Let's get together and win this trophy. Absolutely. I have so much love I want to paint you a scenario, bro. Mm -hmm. I want to paint you a scenario. It's a hot summer day in the desert. 
Mm-hmm. It's just you and Magic Johnson. Okay. Magic has a nice Coca Cola he's drinking. Mm-hmm. He offers you a drink. Do you I'm take the drink? That there you go. I'm thirsty. There you <laughs> go. I'm like I'm protected. That might have been bad, bro. Y'all Was that bad crazy. taste? Might have been a little bit. No, right. y'all look crazy. I love Magic. <laughs> I actually, I'm going to tell you a story about Magic. And I used to, I was very upset with him when I was younger. Why? I met him in the 10th grade, and he told me I wasn't going to make it to the NBA. What the fuck? Ooh. Yeah. So it kind of motivated me. You know what I'm saying? He said, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it to the NBA. You're too small. You ain't got the size of school. All they just start. And I just took that as motivation. He was actually my favorite player. Um, him and Wood Chamberlain. Um, I didn't have TV or, you know, like DVDs and stuff. So I had a VHS tape of Magic Johnson workouts. And I did that every day. Me and my brother, we didn't even have a basketball goal at the time in my house. So what we did was we had a, we had this one street. It was a one way. And we just practiced dribbling and stuff on the street. Until we got a little bit older, my dad was able to afford a, a basketball goal. But he was like my inspiration, you know, not just for basketball, but everything he did as far as business, as far as how he elevated from, you know, people saying he can't do nothing because he was diagnosed with, you know, AIDS and stuff like that, or HIV. And um, what he was able to overcome, I looked at that and said, you know what, I can do that. I want, I can have a theater. You know, I can have Starbucks. I can do all that stuff if I just put my mind and my heart to it. Uh, so he was a big inspiration to me despite you know, him telling me that I wasn't gonna make it. I didn't I didn't take that as a negative. Um, I took it as, you know what, I'm gonna work my ass off because I supposed to make it. Prove I'm different. Prove, mm-hmm. prove, prove. <clears throat> you made different, dog. Some cats hold grudges and they'll, they'll, they'll remember that to this day and be like, man, she told me, pop, pop, pop. Fuck that dude, look at me now, you know what I mean? And you just, I mean, you made different, my dude. That poison, that'll be poison to my own soul. I have, you, you know, know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what? I had two posters, bro, in my, in my bedroom as a child, bro. I had a fucking Magic Johnson, and I had that Michael Jordan poster. It was a long poster flying. of him flying yeah. like that, my G. Yeah. All right, all right. He just he had his tongue out. That shit mm-hmm. was just cocked back, homie. The hammer was cocked back. I mean, I'm I, as a child, my boy, uh, um, I wanted to be a Laker, dog. Um, I was good at basketball as a, as a kid, bro. I can make it anywhere on the court, bro. I was really good, dog, at shooting. and uh, um, But I... All the kids, you know, in school, they say, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know what I mean? And you had a, you had a homie right here. You know, he wanted to be a taquero. You had this dude. He wanted to be an astronaut. Bop, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what I mean? And they said, what do you want to be? And I said, uh, I don't know. Cause I, I, no, I was embarrassed, bro. I had no self-confidence, bro. You know what I mean? As a child, it wasn't really instilled in me. You know what I mean? That's another story, baby. But I, I wanted, I really, in my heart, I wanted to be yeah, a Laker, dog. Oh, I wanted to be a Laker, bro. But instead, dog. I, I I became an armed robber, dog. That's cool. You know what I mean, a gang member, dog. You know, I was pretty good at it, bro. I was pretty good at it, bro. You you you, you elevated. I did, you, baby. You, you and you keep elevating. I changed so, my life, doggy. That's all that matters. Yeah. I wanted to be the president. You can still be the president. That's what I wanted to be when I when I was young. I wanted to be the first black president, and then Obama came in the office. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, you know, the first thing I thought about, dog, is they're gonna have to change the the White House if you were in there, bro. But do you fit on a regular bed, bro? It's already made for me. What's the name of it? The White House. Oh, say it again. The White House. The White House. Let me, let me ask you this. Who gets more love, an NBA superstar or a rap star? It depends on where you're at. depends on the city. I think if you're overseas, well, that's tough. Well, if you're in China. I'm talking love, baby. You're talking love? I'm talking love, love. 
Oh, you talking love? I'm talking love. about love. love you long time, Dwight. Oh, that, that's tough. That's tough. Well, I don't know about anybody else. I can only speak for myself. Um, but I, I, you know. Pimping ain't easy. No. Um, God is good. God is amazing. There you go, and baby. I, God has blessed uh, uh, all of us. That's <laughs> smile, bro. Hey, um. <laughs> I want to get a little advice for you, uh, mm-hmm. you know, before, because I know we got a little time frame right here, dog, and I want to, I want to respect it, brother. Um, when I get cut my first million dollar check, what do you advise I do with it? I would advise you to give some of it back. Don't spend it on yourself. Give it back. Charity. Charity. Charity could be your family. It could be your friends. It could be the people that's around you. You know what I'm saying? When you have a chance to bless, when you bless others, that's when the universe will bless you. You know what I'm saying? I know a lot of people, even myself, you know, I've, and you can't do it expecting anything in return. You know, that's the hardest part. You know, when you give to somebody like, man, should I gave you this? And, you know, whatever they decide to do with it, you know, if it's good or bad, you know, your intentions are pure. You know what I'm saying? That's how I always try to you know, live my life and, you know, when I get when I get things, I always try to give back, you know, and it's not, sometimes it's not just with money, it could be with words, it could be with, hey, I give you this, this is what you should do with it, you know what I'm saying? Invest in yourself, invest in this, invest in that, but I would say, when you get that check, God has blessed you with it, right? So, invest in those people that invested in you, and it ain't gotta be nothing crazy but just letting them know that you're thankful for what you got. Absolutely. You know, bro, we usually do live phone calls here, but we're not doing that today. But Mm -hmm. I want to give a couple of my boys to ask you a question, right? You good with that? Let's start off with homie back here real quick. Jason. Jason, let's go. Yeah, yeah, come come to this camera. I I got a couple questions for you, Dwight, if if we could, uh, after, afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. They're more entertainment questions. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right, Jason. Yes, sir. What's up, boss? Are the Dodgers playing right now? Yeah. Are they winning or losing? I think they're winning. Oh, okay. Jason, tell, tell me a little bit about yourself real quick and then uh, ask your question, mm-hmm. brother. Um, so You got to talk in the mic, bro. Oh, you were talking about um, – well, first let me just share that um, the good news. I, I'm healing from brain cancer. And um, it's a year ago this month. That I got diagnosed. Oh wow! Yeah, and and I was getting seizures, and I was in a wheelchair, and my whole right side was was out of commission because the the tumor is on this side, so and it, it controls goes to the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I I uh, I always say that my greatest teacher was the tumor. And, uh, and it taught me how to be healthy on all levels, mm-hmm. emotionally, mentally, uh, spiritually, physically. Yes, sir. And, and, uh, and I, never, I never cursed at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, people always say, like, fuck cancer. And, and I was like, it's in me. Why would I, why would I curse that? Yes. And, and I just alchemized the energy mm-hmm. into into something else into peace and love and and uh 
speaking about speaking on nonviolence and anti-war and um I'm just blessed and I'm celebrating every day. Yes sir. And and I always tell myself I've learned from a particular teacher named Reverend Dr. Michael Beckwith. He's with Agape Spiritual Center. Mm-hmm. And uh he he teaches the the that we're all gods. We all have the light within us. Yes. And it's just unfolding. When you follow your passion and your bliss, mm-hmm. you, you're unfolding your true divine nature. That's true. Following your 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 path, your 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 mission. You know what I'm saying? And um, so I've been doing that. And with that, uh, I just want to say I'm so blessed. Uh, lucky that you invited me that you welcomed me here and Dwight I'm so grateful for you your presence and um bless you guys and Thank you. and and uh, I forget your name uh Casey yeah bless you guys absolutely bro thank yeah. you brother yeah, yeah okay. so, I just have one more question before I go uh who are some of the your favorite teachers that you listen to spiritually? Oh, well, I would say my greatest teacher has been my experiences. You know, the experiences that I've had in my life have been my greatest teachers. You know, uh, having back surgeries, having breaking my leg uh, when I was 15. Um, those things taught me all the lessons that I needed um, to just keep carrying on. And my best teacher is actually my trainer, my doctor that I see now his name is Dr. Clayton Gibson um, in Atlanta. He's my spiritual guide. He's my trainer. He's my doctor. Um, he's basically does everything for me. And um, so because of him, he's helped me beat his way today. So Absolutely. Shout out to him. Um, I got my eight-year-old son here with me today. Um, huge fans. We're both fans. His name is Vinny. Um, What's up, Vinny? He's an athlete. He plays soccer. And um, he just had a game yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. And one of his biggest flaws when he's engaged into a a sport, he's what you would call a sore loser, you feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, He has a hard time, like, when a play doesn't go go his way. Um, If he loses a game, he tends to come home crying sometimes, you feel me? (laughs) I understand. Um, What advice would you give my son (laughs) so that he can turn that around and maybe use it Well, see, I was the same way growing up and even when I first got in the NBA. When I first got in the NBA, with the Magic, after every game we lost, I would cry. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, man, I can't believe we lost. Like, and then the guys would be like, bruh, we got another game in two days. Stop tripping. (laughs) That's what they would tell me. I'm like, bruh, but I don't want to lose. And to this day, I still had that tenacity, but I don't look at it as losing. I look at it as learning. You know, so the time just ran out on that game or the time ran out on that possession. You you didn't lose. You're never going to lose. You're always going to be a winner. But you have to have those lessons in life in order to be successful. Most definitely. You know what I'm saying? If you never know what it's like to, to fall, then you're not going to really be as successful as you can be. Every Every great person in life has failed at some point. 
But it's, it's, it's really what you do when you fall. That's going to be the true testament of who you are as a person. You know, it's, everybody's a sore loser in that moment. Nobody wants to lose, but you got to learn why you lost. You know what I'm saying? So playing in the league for 18 years, we went to the finals against the Lakers, and we lost. And I literally sat on the bench. You can go look it up. They have pictures, me and Jameer Nelson. We sat on the bench and we watched the Lakers celebrate. I went home after that. I didn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I literally sat in one spot for about two days, listening to Eminem's um, The Moment song. Um, <laughs> Lose yourself in the yeah. moment. Yeah. That one. Yeah, yeah. And I was Mom's so spaghetti. hurt. Yeah, I was tripping, like, yeah. but it made me go harder. Right after that, um, I think I called Kobe. And I was like, man, what you think I need to do to get better? And, you know, he was like, well, shoot, I, I, I make a thousand shots every day. And so that summer, I did the same routine. And I came back the next year and I was second in MVP votes. Yeah. And so every day when I train, I just think about that, like, you know, do more, be better. Don't allow whatever, don't allow defeat to, to keep you down. You have a choice at that moment either to stay down or get up and keep fighting, yes, you sir. know? And it's moments where you do want to stay down. It's moments where you're like, man, damn, this is tough. But then at some point you got to get up and you got you to gotta get better. The power you know? adversity. Uh, yes, and like he was talking about with, with his brain and having, that's very traumatic. Yeah. And he had a choice and the choice was to either be negative or be positive. And he chose to be positive. And by being positive, he was able to change his frequency. Everything in this earth is a frequency. Everything, you know. So if he was saying, fuck cancer, fuck cancer, fuck this, fuck that, that's just lower vibration. But what was he saying? No, I'm grateful, I'm thankful, I'm alive, I love myself, I'm happy. Thank you for another day. His body responded. Most definitely. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same thing. So with you telling your son, I love you, son. You're going to make it. You're going to be great. I we do. had a teacher. I do. I never forget. We had a lady at our school. She used to tell us every day, you're great. Walk in greatness. Be great. Be great. Be great. And that's all I remember. One more thing I want to say. Um, this is Los Angeles. To us, everything's a game. Part of the Laker game. So I want to thank you personally for doing it for the dead home. Oh, yes, sir. So thank you for doing it for Kobe. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, baby. Yeah. Um, let's go, Casey. What do you got right here, baby? What do you got right here? Because this, this man sorry, right so here, sorry, I'm taking, sorry, I'm taking, we got to make sure I he gets know, his rest. You know what I mean? I want to know your top five movies of all time. Oh, that's tough. Um, <laughs> I love movies. That's tough. So uh, Malcolm X um, with Denzel Washington, The Avengers, um, Endgame. And I was playing that one. Well, not Endgame, but Infinity War. I was playing that one. That really changed my life. Finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> Two more. Um, y'all, this is so tough. Um, Doctor Strange has kind of moved up. Yeah, Doctor Strange. And um, actually, I love White. White, White Chase. Yeah. <laughs> Chocolate man. <laughs> Once you go black, you gonna need a wheelchair. I'll be saying that. I'll be making jokes about that. But um, the reason why Avengers is one of my favorite movies, um, 
and one of my favorite characters is Thanos. And people people hated Thanos because they're like, man, why would you hate? He's the villain. He tried to take out the whole world. He killed his daughter, but all that stuff was symbolism. It, it was meant for something deeper. So when I saw the part about uh, him having to get these stones, he said in the movie that um, your emotions can get in the way of your purpose. And he had a chance before to complete his purpose and his mission, and he didn't do it because of his emotions. And because he didn't do it, he lost everything. So it's, for me, I was like, man, I understand that totally, because when you allow your emotions and everything to get in the way of your purpose, you never complete your purpose. And I look at emotions as energy and motion. You know what I'm saying? When you put your energy and your motion in the wrong direction, you never reach your purpose. So the second time around, when he got all his stones, he was missing one, and it was a soul stone. And in order for him to get it, he had to lose something that he loved. And sometimes it's hard to give up things that we love because we love it so much. And in this case, it happened to be his daughter. And so he had to give up something that he loved in order to get to his purpose. And this time he said he was prepared. And they told him he had to give up something and he cried. It was the first time Thanos cried. And he had to give up his daughter. And so the symbolism was giving up something that you love in order to get what you're supposed to get in your life. And he did it. He got the stone and he completed his mission or his purpose. So that's why the Avengers, Thanos is one of my favorite characters. Wow, that's dope, yeah, that's bro. That's dope. That's dope. You know what, bro? I, st I started this podcast uh, to add value to the hood. You know, uh, share stories, uh, mainstream media, most nine times out of 10 won't touch, right? Um, you blessing this platform has given us more value, you know? I think it's safe to say that our stocks are up, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> so with that said, my G, I just want to thank you so much, brother. I want to thank you so much for making the time. I want to thank you for so much for all these gems you dropped, bro. You, I mean, these guys, all these guys right here, everybody watching right here, bro. I mean, you have given us uh, uh, some coping mechanisms. You have given us medicine, bro. You have given us hope, brother. You have you have done so much, bro, for, by just one hour of your time, my G. Imagine the impact that you have made, and it has been tremendous and Thank you so much, bro. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, my I tell people that all the time, man. Time, time, is, and time is the most important gift that you can give. It's not anything else. It's time because that's the one thing that you can never get back. You know, it's time. So, like I tell my kids, whenever you have the time to do something, do it with your whole heart because you can never get it back. If it's spending time with people, if it's talking – Give all, give, give all of yourself in that moment because you never know what can come out of it. You know, and I told um, Charlie and everyone, I said, hey, before we come to L.A., this is going to be one of the greatest years of our lives. I already see it, not just for me, but for everybody. Yeah. And I said, so we got to be prepared for it. And let's go everywhere. Let's talk to everyone. Let's not say, oh, we don't want to deal with this and deal with that. No. We gonna go to everybody place. You we gonna go. Stocks, and, and we gonna come here. We in the middle of the hood, baby. We in East LA right now. We in Bowl Heights, my G. You know what I mean? You came to the hood, hood, baby. You know what I mean? Hey, my boy, love you so much. Thank you love so you too, much. Brother. Let's get that next chip, dog. Yes, sir. It's Let's, already ours. It's a, yeah. It's it already, already is, ours. baby. It already <laughs> is, dog. Everybody, 
Give it up for Dwight Howard. We out of here, baby. We out of here. We love you guys. Hit that like. Hit that subscribe. 